Hello and welcome to Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You, brought to you by Emer and Julie Eggkind. Eggkind is the Irish for talking. Incidentally, what phones were originally designed for, and it's phones, mobile phones in fact, that are the topic of this podcast. Recent studies show that we spend an average of 2 hours 55 minutes a day on our phones. That's almost an entire day spent every week just looking at our phones. This podcast is for you if like us you find yourself constantly reaching for your phone as an escape, a treat or indeed a retreat from life. Julie and I met in first year university when neither of us had a phone. The year was 1998, a couple of short years before mobile phone usage took over the world. Fast forward 25 years and we simply cannot live without our phones, or can we? Join us as we dissect and analyze the practical guide, How to Break Up With Your Phone by Catherine Price. In the book, Price outlines a 30-day plan designed to conquer mobile phone addiction and take back your life. Julie and I are going to follow this plan over the course of four weeks, reporting in each week to share the truths and triumphs of our breakup experience. Rewriting the relationship with their phones starts here. I I just did one main thing from last week, from our conversation uh-huh. last week, but it was revolutionary for me, and that was that I deleted Chrome. I, uh, if you remember, we kind of discussed that, oh my goodness, it's outrageous to delete Chrome. So I deleted Chrome and I deleted the search, the Google search bar on my on my phone. And uh, it's been great. But anyway, let's continue. I have to say about deleting Chrome was something that I wanted to do as well. However, I was unable to do so. It's interesting. And so much so that I went into the shop where I bought the phone and I said, come here, I'm looking to delete Chrome and all the browsers from my phone. And I swear the guy looked at me like I was half mad. <laughs> Honestly, he didn't look at me like I was backwards. He said that it was impossible to delete them because I have a new phone. And apparently with the new phones, you can't delete the browsers. Isn't that interesting? Mine must be old. So I did get a bit of a chill when he yeah. said that. It's the control, isn't it? The lack of control from our point of view. The phone companies know that we're trying to be clever. We're trying to outwit ourselves and delete apps and so forth and we are going onto the browser so now they have made it so that we can't actually delete the browser that's interesting because it really i did i really did find it effective and uh, it, it, it what I, what happened was i just used to get bored if i picked up the phone and i realized that i have random thoughts all the time what the phone does is it like i follow those random thoughts in all different directions so like I'm like a I'm like a puppy going off chasing a ball in all different directions and sure I get exhausted from it. So I this week what I realized is okay, I kind of was trying to make note of the things I'd be I was looking up. So I might be watching television and then on a Thursday and I'd say, Oh, I'm going to such such restaurant on a Saturday, what's the menu? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need to look that up now. Or do you know is that is it's interesting. So yeah, and, and I think it was just that thing that I picked up the phone, but really there wasn't really anything interesting to do. There was nothing to scroll. Nothing to kind of randomly search for new information on, even if it was new information was just gossip. And did you find that you actually wrote stuff down and looked it up later? Yes, yeah. Like I did, I, I would go, I went to the laptop then, but I might only go to the laptop every few days. It was good for my brain to just be able to like stop and think, oh, now what do I need to actually look up? So, and and what I noticed as well is like, so what did I miss? So 
I I I didn't miss like doing the rounds. Doing the rounds? How do you mean? Do you know, I think I think um in the book they call it the the app loop. Oh yes. Do you know where every night I'd, I'd, I'd sit down and I'd check Twitter and then I'd check um, Facebook and then yes. I might check some deal and then I might check something else and I might check the news apps. And then by the end of that, I'd have been on it for an hour and a half. So I'd probably have to go start the rounds again in case I was missing it. <laughs> exactly. Doing the rounds. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm still doing the rounds. It's shocking. And it's interesting the difference there that you were able to delete your browser. And you had a much better week as a result. And as yeah. we'll find out, mine was not quite. Oh, no. Let's dive into week two, changing your habits. Will we drive on to day nine? Let's do it. Day nine was the life-changing magic of tidying apps. Oh, the life-changing magic. Oh, my goodness. The key thing for me for this little task about the life-changing magic of tidying your apps was folders. My goodness, I had never really used folders on the phone. Now I have about nine or ten different little tiny little apps inside in the one folder. So you really have to you know what you're doing to go in and, and have a look at the apps. I think that helps you use the app less or is it just adding an extra step to you to get to the app, if you know what I mean? An extra job. It means that sometimes I forget half the apps are there. Other times like with WhatsApp, it just adds to the time it takes to go in okay. and check everything. So on to day 10 then, change where you charge it. I have to say with this task, it was kind of assuming that you were already charged in a bad place, i.e. the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've had a very strict no phones in the bedroom room for a good 10 years now and I stick by it. So I also charge mine in the kitchen and it's grand. So. Yeah. so we're basically great on that one already. We are flying it. Yeah. Day 10, success. So day 11 then was set yourself up for success, but you were all flying success. <laughs> now, is there any more to say about how well we're doing? We are set up for success. Uh, on a side, I work in a university and we got, there was a cyber attack. So we have no uh, Wi-Fi, no network at work. So I was in a classroom waiting for a student and the student didn't turn up. And there was a, a book in the classroom and I actually read a chapter of, of an academic book, which I haven't, I really don't do regularly enough considering I work in university. And it was great. And it, 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 that, that was because I hadn't Chrome. I hadn't email on my phone. I'll definitely give you a gold star for that. Oh, that, was, that was brilliant. Yeah, that's fascinating that, that you can't get rid of, of Chrome. You know, this is the heart of our issues. I was thinking about you, Julie, when I was on Chrome so much this week, thinking all the things that you're missing out on. A couple of things, like if somebody sends you a link, let's say somebody sends yes. a link like to book a play next week. No, that happened to me. Somebody sent me a link in, in, in an email to a storytelling workshop and I clicked on the link, of course, and I couldn't, I couldn't go to fill in. But then, to be honest, that wasn't a huge issue because I just knew the next time uh-huh. I'm sitting at a laptop, I need to do that. Yeah, I think we're so well trained for this. It's this instant gratification, this instant hit. And we, I do think there's a part of us that thinks that it's a kind of an entitled right and we get quite irritated when that might be taken away. Even if, but you're saying it has been taken away from you and you're getting on fine, like maybe. I'm grand, like I'm better, like. I think you should start giving talks about this. <laughs> I'll <laughs> no. attend them. <laughs> 
Well, it's just well, it's just an interesting exercise to see what you you you, you need to know at this instant. Do you know? I know. And, and I think it it is just that thing. Then you're probably doing something else at the same time anyway, and then you're bringing in this other random information. Desperate. And yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to concentrate, and it's that it, I think it's tiring when you're then tr- you're trying to do these two things at the same time. Exactly, and this brings us into the deep stuff, doesn't it? But first, let's look at Doe 13, which is all about setting boundaries. Now, I hate boundaries. Like, I hate anyone telling me what to do. So you excelled in this particular task, did you not? <laughs> so they talk about no phone zones. Well, we're, see, we're, we're so good at this already. Like, I thought, I wonder is there any other place. And when I thought about the bathroom, because I did have that incident about a year ago where I dropped my phone in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be afraid to bring the, the phone into the bath now. That's interesting because for that reason that I drop it in. I dropped it and I had to pay to get a new screen and like it didn't have a phone for a week and it was a disaster. So don't bring the phone into the bathroom. So I blew that. The thing was what I started doing is making sure that the phone is in another room when I'm watching TV. And that has made a difference, yes. definitely. It does because you're not going to, it's down to what you need the phone for then. If you if you think, oh, I need the phone for such and such thing, you, you're not going to get up for it if it's something trivial that's really not important for you to find out at that instant. And it's pretty much always trivial. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can always wait. And what I, I started doing as well is that if I watched, so the other night I watched something, it was on about nine o'clock and it was an hour. And so I had the phone in the kitchen and then at 10 o'clock, like, I had the urge to check the phone because, my mm-hmm. goodness, what might have happened? And then there was such an inflated sense around. I know. Like, Somebody needs me. me. I think everybody needs me. <laughs> and I just resisted the urge to check the phone again at 10 o'clock. And as a result, I had a much better sleep. And you were grand? And I was grand. And I checked in the morning. There was a message from my brother. And, you know, he got over it, like, that I didn't reply. Yes. Immediately. So moving on to other people and phones, day 14 is called stop fubbing. Stop were you familiar, were you familiar with the term fubbing? I don't know if I was. Probably not. Were you? No. I'm familiar with fubbing, but definitely no. not. Fubbing, yeah. You're good at that. I'm not, not too bad, yeah. Well, it's interesting the distinction of what fubbing actually yes. means. So they're calling it here phone snubbing. Having a phone on the table during a meal, that's fubbing. Checking your phone in the middle of a conversation, fubbing. Yeah, it's basically see it as kind of using it as a social crutch or like being rude, I suppose. And as- yeah, if you're kind of bored of whoever you're talking to and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just see if I can find anything more interesting. Yeah. Well, do you know what annoyed me the most about this now? Tell me. They said, what do you do about OPP? OPP? Yeah. They used an abbreviation, completely unnecessary. <laughs> Other people's full. Okay, yeah, that's not going to catch on, is it? Yeah, so the thing that annoyed me more than people's other people's phone, people using their phones was just an abbreviation. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, you. yeah. You're not going to give out to people. Like, it's not really going to help, is it? All right. I probably should say that giving out is also known as telling off because Living out doesn't really translate over here. <laughs> you maybe yeah. do 
subtitles on the audio podcast for me. Now, for those listeners who are not in <laughs> Southern Ireland. It's interesting. Like, do you feel the need to reply to someone when you see their message? I do. It's a big, long group thread. Sometimes if you miss the moment, you miss the moment. And usually it's just an announced banter anyway. But otherwise, or definitely feel depends on the person. Some people, you know, they don't mind if it's a couple of days, but otherwise I would feel, yeah. Would you? I do. Yeah, I kind of go, oh, yeah, I should reply to that. And I, you know, but again, I, I'm not sure we need to. Like, I, I was kind of thinking maybe, no, you could sit down at the end of the day because it's, it's the children I probably fub the most with the with the with being yeah. the So and really, if I sat down at the end of the day and answered the messages, it would be just fine most of the time. And do they notice, Julie? Do they? Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. They'd be, mom, 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 mom. Just two minutes, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I'm like two minutes uninterrupted on the phone. I'm not on my browser. I'm doing something important. I'm sending a message, but really the message isn't that, you know, I'm sending, yes. I kind I of justify it by saying I'm sending a message, but sure, the message really is needs to be sent at that moment. It would probably be fine if I sent it in the evening when they're gone to bed. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I think that for something that's timely, you know, if, it, if you're arranging to meet somebody for coffee or something, yes. you want to kind of get back to them. But if it's your pal in Australia that you're having a bit of a chit chat with, then it's not as kind of relevant. But we tend to see the message come in and feel our responsibility to, to answer them. Now, that could take us nicely onto week three. That would be great. So in the next, in the next podcast, we are going to talk about reclaiming your brain. I can't wait to reclaim my brain because I really miss it. (laughs) Hopefully it's not too late for us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You. Brought to you by Emer and Julia Kind. As we wrap up today's discussion, let's take a moment to reflect on the staggering fact that on average we spend nearly three hours a day on our phones, essentially dedicating an entire day each week to these devices. It's a profound realization that has motivated me and Emer to explore the depths of our relationship with our phones. Breaking up with your phone isn't about dramatically firing it out the window. It's about establishing a healthy give and take relationship with these remarkable devices. Let's face it, they are like our trusty sidekicks. But instead of letting them hijack every second of our existence, let's reclaim our power and show these phones who's really in charge. Tune in next week for the next chapter of this new relationship with our phones. Bye bye. Bye.